This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. What's going on, you guys, and welcome back to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. Today, my guest is a man by the name of Kevin Valance. Kevin is a first form athlete, and what's uh, what's really cool about his story um, is he actually won the athlete search that they do. They do this like yearly sweepstakes to where they um, give you an opportunity to you know put your message out there, put your story out there, and then they pick amongst all these different stories of you know normal everyday people, and they uh, you know they choose you to be their at their one of their newer athletes on their team so um, he actually won that and we go through the story a little bit with that but um, the other thing he does is he's also the owner of a company called the hidden summit uh, which is uh, basically a lifestyle fitness and nutrition training company and um, I have to be honest with you this is one of my more favorite interviews that I've done in a long time um, Kevin is a super genuine dude and, and what's really cool and we talk about this a little bit in the beginning of the show is that uh, what's really cool is that when I reached out to him and, and invited him on the show, not only did he reply to me, but he sent me back a, a video message. And to me, that's a big deal because uh, these folks that have these huge followings, and I know something that I've run into as I've grown as well, is that we get inundated with questions all the time. And it's hard to really get back to all of them and to answer all the comments and stuff like that. And, you know, for him to take the time to, to shoot me back a video message, to me, just shows that he's a genuine dude and then uh, somebody that I will, uh, you know, really push to create a relationship with just because he's just a stand-up guy and um, everybody could use more of those people in their circle. So uh, again, we get into his story. We talk a little bit about his company, his whole journey into this thing that we love and we call uh, fitness. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear it as well. So do me a favor, as always, before we jump into the show, first and foremost, writing or ratings and review go a long way. So if you can head over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating review. Tell us what you love about the show. You know, always let us know what other guests you would like to see on. That's the first place that you can help us. And the second way would be to take a screenshot on your phone and then post on your story. Tag both Kevin and I in it. He is at Kevin TV underscore on Instagram. And I am at Coach Cody Smith. Uh, the reason why we do that, number one, is we want to know who it's reaching and who's getting value from it. But the second piece is that one of your friends right now could benefit from hearing what we talk about today. And it could be something that could you know, start their snowball to get, you know, growing and growing into something that they may want to change in their life. And a lot of times seeing a, a friend post something is a big deal. I can think of so many different, you know, books or podcasts that I've listened to just purely based off of one of my friends posting it in their story or sharing it on their feed or something of that nature. So take that screenshot, share it with somebody, share it on your story, send it to a family member, send it to a friend. Um, and then without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into the show. All right, you guys. Hey, welcome back to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. I'm here with uh, Kevin Valance. And, and uh, Kevin is somebody that I've been following for the past couple of months now. We're just kind of talking a little bit before the show. And um, if you follow this dude for any period of time, you're not going to you know, go long before you find yourself getting motivated and um, kind of fired up about the things that he does every day and the, you know, the types of things that he says and that he posts. And um, you know, I reached out to him a few weeks ago. And what's really cool to me is that Folks that have a large following, obviously, I'm sure you guys get inundated with tons of messages and stuff like that. And I've noticed that even with my following as it has grown, it's hard to kind of stay on top of all the messages. But not only did he respond back to me, but he sent me back a video, um, which is something that's a, a nice little touch. So good job on that. I appreciate that. Um, so, Kevin, uh, man, what's going on? How are you feeling today? I'm doing great, Cody. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to uh, you know, see where this conversation goes and, you know, get as much as you want to get to know me a little bit more. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know you a little bit more. And, you know, like you said, when you reached out and you, you were, you're just being so genuine and personable and I, I love reaching out with video messages. Everybody just gets that text well back, back and forth or just sure. like a thumbs up or a double tap. But like you took the time and, and, and wanted to talk to me that day. So I just wanted to shoot you back a little bit of who I am and you know, now we've been chatting ever since and, you know, I look forward to seeing where this relationship goes and I'm just here to, you know, have a great conversation today and just chat it up with you. For sure. For sure. And, you know, just literally guys, that intro alone kind of shows what, you know, really Kevin stands for. And I just listened to um, another show that he was on this morning, kind of prepping for the show. I always try to make sure that I respect your time and make sure we have a meaningful conversation. And I know that you know, whether people are listening to this in their car or at the gym or wherever they're coming from, uh, I want to make sure that when people get in, get on these, you know, these uh, interviews that they get something from it. Um, and, and that's something I definitely got from yours. 
Um, and, and one of the big things that I got from it was your story and the way that you've kind of spun that in a way to uh, empower yourself and others. So, um, Kevin, man, you, you know, give us a little backstory on how you got to where you are now. Um, you know, you can go as far back as you want uh, until sure. as far forward as you want. But, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Your so, story. I mean, I. I mean, I grew up in a household where I had two brothers and one sister, and we're all two years apart. Grew up uh, in a suburb of New York, out about 45 minutes on Long Island, if you uh, know the New York City area really well. My mom's from the Bronx. My dad's from Queens, so we were always in and out of the city anyway. But, you know, our, our, we had a typical childhood, right? You know, where we were outside playing sports or rollerblading or, you know, getting into trouble as kids. And um, high school was fun uh, when we got there. And, you know, we took part in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So our high school was pretty cool where, you know, like everybody did a little bit of everything. So we were on the, in athletics and we were in the business club and we were in the plays and we were in the band and sang in the public choir. Sure. So we did a little, we got, we, we were just like touching all bases and that was normal. And then after graduating uh, high school, I, I didn't really have a direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And everybody said, you got to go to college and you got to get a degree. And I was like really big into music at the time because I was playing in bands and I was excelling in that and I enjoyed it. It was fun for me. So I went to uh, a music school to study music education because I thought I wanted to teach. Both what what instruments did you play? So I play, I still play guitar, piano, percussion. I, I did. Oh. And, and when I was younger, I played a lot of the, a lot of percussion and I sang. So like we sang at Carnegie Hall, we sang at Shea Stadium at the time. We sang at the UN at Lincoln Center. So, you know, there's, you know, that is a, you know, awesome. a, 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 it's in there somewhere. Like, I don't yeah. know if I can still do it these days, but if I practice it enough, like anything else, maybe, you know, I, I can start doing that again. But uh, I went to this music school and, you know, you, you go from being someone who's pretty good in the high school level to realizing like, well, you're, you're, you're pretty terrible. Uh, and <laughs> uh, like everybody else is really excellent at what they do. Um, and I wasn't focused at the time, you know, it, it was kind of, I, I, I messed up pretty bad. And my story goes like, I think that first semester, I had a game like 0.5, I had a 0.5 GPA and maybe passed one class because that was the class I went to. And right. I, uh, I ended up rather just like work at the restaurant and make some quick cash and hang out with my friends and play in my bands. And I uh, put on, you know, 40, 50, almost 60 pounds that first semester. So I stopped working out. I stopped going to the gym. And, you know, slowly but surely, uh, I found myself in a tough spot. I dug myself into this hole and a couple of years go by and, uh, you know, I was close to 300 pounds, a size 40 inch waist. And, you know, I wasn't working out anymore. I was kind of just hanging out with the same like home bodies. And you know, like, they were like, I thought they were my friends at the time. Right. And it's like, I'm sure it's like they're good people at the end of the day and they're doing good things these days, but you know, I wasn't driven and I wasn't pushed to, you know, succeed. I wasn't really motivated to do anything. I didn't have a goal. Um, so, it was, uh, I mean, if you, you listen to the podcast, and I was just talking yeah. to Ryan the other day, like I, I, my, 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 you know, rock bottom, if I may, was like on Thanksgiving, uh, about 12 years ago. And, and, um, you know, I just, I, I would drink myself into a hole and got really emotional and got into a fight with my dad and went outside and I punched a hole in my car window and I was super embarrassed. And I just, you know, I, I like beat myself up about it because I wasn't driven to do anything I kind of like like felt like I knew everything and I was going to be okay and then I you know my father told me once so when like he saw me like losing track like hey man like you're gonna have to figure this out eventually like I'm gonna tell you all the things that you need to know but like one day and like whether it be a year or two years from now like you're gonna wake up and you're gonna say like oh I have to make a change and that stuck with me like he was super nonchalant about it almost but at the end of the day he, he said like when you're around 22 years old like you're gonna have to grow up and I looked at myself in the mirror and I totally didn't recognize the person that I thought I was, sure. you know, I was overweight, out of shape. You know, I was in a place where I don't know if you've ever, you know, worked with, you know, people who have been here, but you know, you, you're embarrassed to like take your shirt off at the pool or, you know, like go to family events because of what you've done to yourself. And I, I, re I had to like realize that mo in that moment that, all of the things I did were things that I did to myself. So if I wanted to make a change, I would have to make the decision to one decision at a time, get to where I wanted to be. So the way the like opportunity presents itself is really when you least expect it. And so the story goes, my father and my sister who was being recruited to play lacrosse, uh, went to see this small school up in the Bronx. 
and it wasn't on the top of her list, but she was at the top of their list. So they went to go meet everybody and she really didn't have any intention on going there, but it worked out because when my father was there, he bumped into the men's lacrosse coach. I played lacrosse all growing up. It was my favorite sport. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was going to ask, uh, like, had you, cause I, when you had told that story, um, I, I don't know. I was like making breakfast and stuff like that. So I, I don't know if I had missed the part where you're like, yeah, you know, I got played lacrosse all through school and middle school and high school. I was like, cause in my head, I was like, man, this dude was so good enough that he just like walked on to a college lacrosse team. Like, uh, yeah, obviously no. you, you look athletic, so it w- I wouldn't put it past some people. Like you hear stories like that all the time of like people that like, well, I was athletic and I picked up the skill and you know, everything kind of snowballed after that. So, uh, yeah, so I, 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 played, I, I, I know that part. I played a little bit of everything, but lacrosse is really what I, when I like sports started to fall away, I like, I always played lacrosse, you know, it was fun. You could run, you could, it was fast. You had to have skill, you could hit people. It, it was, it was like everything about all the sports that I liked in one. And I excelled at it. And I was really, I thought I was really good at it. And then I never pursued going to play lacrosse originally because I didn't, I was the oldest of four. I didn't have much guidance. I didn't talk to any of my like, brothers and sisters because I hadn't gone to college yet. And I didn't, I didn't have any friends that were older that had experienced it. So I didn't end up pursuing it. So when I, an opportunity came, I said, well, I was pretty good at that. I think I can get back to it. Yeah, sure. I'm out of shape, but I know what it takes to get there. You know, I grew up in the gym. My mother was the health enhancement director for the YMCA of Long Island. So I like, I knew my way around the gym. Um, so that, you know, my dad talked to the men's coach, the men's coach was looking for players. He said, my sons, myself and my brother, Derek, were, you know, looking to transfer schools. Um, would you want to meet them? And he was like, well, one of my sons is going away, Derek, uh, to study abroad. So he won't be able to come this semester. My other son is out of shape, a little bit older, uh, but he still, you know, has time left in school. Long story short, it worked out where I met the coach and he didn't really want anything to do with me, but he said, if I got my grades up and got my weight down, he'd give me a chance. And that was all I needed. Like I needed a goal. I needed something to, you know, focus on to, to have a direction. And that's what I was lacking that whole time. You know, you're told to go to school, you're told to get a job, you're told to, you know, study hard, you're, you know, but I didn't really understand the why behind it. But I understood the why behind, you know, getting my grades up and getting my weight down to be able to do something that I was excited about. Sure. So your goals, you know, as we know, uh, if, you, if you don't know, are, are things that, you know, will drive you and motivate you. So that motivated me. And that was my why at the time. It's like, I needed to do something. I wasn't necessarily go to school, right? It was just like, I wanted to play lacrosse. And I knew if I wanted to play lacrosse to get in shape, I'd have to get my grades up as well. So I went to community, I transferred to community college and I got a 4-0 that semester. Sorry, I speak of the devil. It's my brother calling me. Oh, he can wait. <laughs> um, um, so I got, a, I got a 4-0 that semester. And I guess that's what, all it took like for me to have a little you know, discipline and motivation. And then I started going to the gym, just doing what I remember. And started picking up my stick again, started running uh, every day or every other day. And when the coaches came to see me a couple months later at a Starbucks in my hometown, they didn't even recognize me because I lost about 40 pounds right. in those first couple of months. Just, just from, from being disciplined, eating the right way, not drinking as much beer uh, and, and uh, you know, growing up a little bit. So flash forward, I make it onto the team. I become captain of the team at the end of that year and for two more years. Uh, had a really good time in school, graduated uh, with honors. And after I graduated college, I kind of got nervous again because I had built all these habits and I had these people around me and I was driven to do the right thing and get my grades up. And I knew I, I was trying, I was figuring it out. I had experienced so much negative that I knew that I wasn't going to go back there. So I was like, well, if I just chip away and do the little things every day, I'm going to be okay. Sure. I couldn't define it at that time, but I just felt like, oh, I had done all the, the partying and the fun stuff already. I didn't want to go back there. It wasn't getting me to where I wanted to go. And I remembered, I always remembered, you know, my rock bottom not to like hold on to, but to drive me to, to not get close to doing that again. But as I was upon graduating college, I was nervous because I was like, well, I, I need another goal. I need something to focus on. And at that time, I didn't really know what it was. Um, so I was driven to get a job and, and make some money. Um, and, you know, it was funny how that worked out too. Another opportunity that you don't really expect. Uh, my brothers were doing some bottling thing for Abercrombie and Fitch. And I walked in and I went up to the person who looked like they were in charge because they were managing the floor. And I was like, hey, are you hiring? Because I needed a job. 
And he said, do you have a college degree? And at that point, I was like, proud to say, I do. So he said, okay, let's set you up for an interview. And that just launched a, a career in retail that I wasn't planning on that, I, that actually taught me a lot along the way. And I worked a lot of different retail jobs. Started there at uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, and then I went and managed some other stores. Uh, I actually had an opportunity to start my MBA, uh, which the school was paying for, um, and then that got cut short. So life throws curveballs along the way, and I said, "Well, I'm still paying off my undergrad. I'm not going to pay to finish this right now. Maybe I'll come back and do it." Uh, but I learned a lot, you know, taking classes, uh, interning for IBM, and working. So I had all these different things going on at the same time. I was learning to balance schedule, and all along the way, I was like, I was working out. I, I was taking care of my body more so, you know, I, I hadn't really, hadn't really dabbled into like tracking my food and fitness wasn't something I was promoting at the time. It was just for me because I enjoyed it. And I knew that like, if I could stay focused for myself, I could put myself in a position to, you know, succeed. And it, it wasn't until a few years later where, you know, I got tagged in an athlete search that I started you know, posting about my journey and my fitness. It started with me running. My hashtag was like, run with me. Because I knew if I ran, I, sure. like I would, it, w- it would hold me accountable to running one. And then maybe some other people would enjoy it along the way. Because I was like, I'm going to run half marathon. Because I hadn't done that before. And that was a huge deal. You know, so I was training and I was running and doing all these different things. Um, and in the middle of me training for my first half marathon, my father passed away. And that was a, a life-changing experience. He was 59 years old. He worked overnight. He was over, overweight and out of shape, overworked, uh, and probably a little bit depressed. You know, he just he was doing a lot. I mean, he was the greatest dad I could ask for. Taught me a lot along the way. We had some really great conversations and taught me a lot about life. Um, but he just he wasn't a fitness guy. He wasn't motivated to work out, and I didn't know enough then to like guide him. We get arguments after like I had lost some weight, saying like, "Hey, you gotta take care of yourself." Uh, but I really didn't know enough. To, to educate him on why or know the, how to communicate to him to say, well, you know, like this will benefit you because. So in the middle of that half, first half marathon, which was a couple of weeks after he passed away, I broke down crying at the end of that race. All right. I was just that last mile. I was just running. I had that runner's high going. It felt unstoppable. I was on a PR pace. And, you know, I realized in that moment, I was that I, I, I can't do this just for me. If I do this just for me, like I'm not helping anybody else. And there are how many other people are going to be out there that don't need that, that need help, that don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. So at that point, in that moment, uh, I, I, I created this mantra, can do push through, push meaning progress using strength and heart. And my goal was to motivate others to take that chance on themselves by trying, by, you know, I don't know if we can person the show but giving a shit about themselves sure sure yeah. it's funny you know so I, i'm mentored by a guy named uh, cody mcbroom and um up until so he was like one of my first like early interviews years ago uh and before that my podcast was clean and then naturally my mentor comes on and he's dropping f-bombs and all kinds of stuff so he kind of ruined it but um oh, so well. kevin let me ask you a question really quick so um it, well i hope you don't mind me asking how old are you right I'm now not, i'm 33 so at 33 years old, I hope you guys have, have kind of listened to this story so far. At 33 years old, uh, you've probably had more life experience than anybody your age, right? Uh, I'm, probably, I'm pretty sure like the circles that you're, you, were, you were in with other 33-year-olds, you're probably, you know, experienced a little bit of this. I mean, you've done retail management, you've uh, ran marathons, you played, you know, collegiate sports, like you've done so many and had so many different experiences. Uh, and, I, and I think you kind of, you, you I don't, I don't want to go without pointing that out. Like that's a big deal. Um, but still you also had things like change and, 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 uh, kind of, you know, things get flipped on you so much. And, uh, it reminds me, it, it really hammers home something I heard a long time ago that like, you know, no matter what your plan is, no matter what your, uh, what you think something's supposed to be like just to keep it in pencil, right. That way you can erase it and you can go on to the next thing. So, uh, I just wanted to point that out. Like it's a big deal. I mean, you're 33 years old and you've done you know, to my count, five or six different like life altering things already. And, you know, with the loss of your father, and I'm also sorry to hear that, uh, with the loss of your father, still able to keep moving forward. So um, good on you, man. That, that's something that's, you know, super motivational. I hope that people are, are keying in on those things right there. But uh, continue with your story, man. No, yeah, before we get back to it, I appreciate that. And I mean, I just, just think like, I, I was, you know, however you look at it, I was fortunate enough to get the, the bad experiences out of the way. And there was a lot, I mean, I didn't get into it. There's a lot of details in there. Like, sure. 
I mean, dude, there, uh, whether it be drinking or drugs, like I've, I've done it and I experienced it. I was fortunate enough for whatever reason. I, I don't know if you're, if you're a person of faith, but like, sure. I, I, I've, you know, rebuilt my relationship with God. And I feel like looking back, there are so many little points and opportunities where like I was pushed in a direction, like just enough to say like, this is like too, a little too close to the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I took that as an opportunity to get better, you know? So a lot of people I deal with and work with today, like beat themselves up over the tiniest little things or if they had a bad moment. And for me, it, my goal, like, I love how you just said, put it in pencil, whatever you're doing, because it, you can't let that hold you back or define where you are today or where you want to be tomorrow, because all we have is right now. And it's a moment by moment situation. I think it's I easy for people to look at us, right? Like they see, you know, a coach or, or like for me, like I own gyms and uh, I coach a bunch of people and I mentor other gym owners and stuff. That it's easy for people to look at us and forget like the story, right? Like you mentioned, you were wearing a, a 40 inch, uh, a 40 inch uh, waist of like pants, right? Um, like there was a period of time, like for me, it was like all through high school. I, I played baseball all through high school. I gained a ton of weight. I tipped the scale at like two, so I'm six foot five. I tipped the scale at like 285, 290 ish. Uh, and my like rock bottom, you know, fortunately for me was not anything health related, but, um, you know, I was taking on my shirt, getting ready to get in the shower one night and I had, you know, stretch marks down the side of my body because I hadn't even put into perspective how much weight and how much I had allowed myself to go after stopping sports. And then, you know, like that, you know, fast forward a little bit, I joined the military, I got out, um, got into drinking and smoking, married somebody, big, nasty divorce, um, you know had to, I had opened a gym in Virginia. We moved out to Washington. So that meant I had to close the gym in Virginia down. I just got remarried, just finished a custody battle and then started a gym from nothing, um, in my garage. And there was periods of time where like, you know, you mentioned like faith, like my faith pretty much came from the same thing of like, you know, I wasn't having a lot of success in finding a place to put my, you know, my gym back up again. And, uh, for me to pursue that passion, I was coaching at another gym that wasn't really interested in growing or, you know, they were just kind of like a hobby gym. They weren't interested in really making an impact in the area. And uh, for me, like just coasting isn't good enough. That's not, you know, for me, it's always expansion. How can I help the next person? How can I grow? How can I be more of value to people? Um, and I remember sitting and my wife was like, look, man, like, you know, she's military. She's a nurse. She was like, hey, man, like I, I'm going to need some assistance and, um, you know, growing this family, making sure that we are financially secure and we're not doing it right now. Uh, and pretty scary for, you know, to be a newlywed and your wife's like putting her foot in your butt. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I remember I was sitting in my room upstairs one night and uh, my wife was working night shift. My son, my first son was really young and I was like, like, God, show me, you know, what do you do? What do you do when you're not a person of faith? You go to God when you need something, right? Everybody does it. Please God, you know, help me. I need help now. But, um, you know, he answered and literally the next day I ran into a couple that, um, introduced me to somebody that allowed me to open my business inside of their business and grow. And, you know, here we fast forward, you know, five years later. Uh, and I, and I actually told this story at my church when I was getting uh, baptized and I was a mess. I'm like crying and all my friends are in the crowd and stuff like that. But, um, very similar story. And, you know, fast forward, here we are. Uh, I'm talking to uh, a guy that I respect on a podcast. I have a, you know, a giant gym, I own a martial arts studio. I do online, you know, like the, the, the thing has grown but people see that and they forget the, the story behind that and um, why we can, you know, really understand where they're coming from. And I found that <clears throat> in my time going through this, the best coaches are always people that have, you know, a cabin like story inside of their life, right? Like those people can come from a place of like, look, I see where you're at and, and I feel that here's how we're going to get out of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I, I look, I think our paths have crossed for a reason, just the same way, you know, sure. like we, you know, we, we are people who, who enjoy the ride and have experienced some things, but you know, that there's, we know that there's growth ahead of us if we, you know, focus on the now mm-hmm. and, and that's, it's really, you know, we can, we can, the people that let the now turn, like our, our last, I was talking and I listened to a pastor talk about this and I talk about it in my, my Facebook group and our, our, we have mindset huddles every Monday. And we talked about how there are micro truths that we allow, allow to turn into macro lies in our life. So if you've hit a hard hard place or if you're going through a struggle or if you messed up a meal or you had a bad workout or you're injured and you're, you're going through some, whatever it is like that is, that is momentary. That is, that is a micro truth that there's, there's fact 
with that go with that but it cannot define you and turn into this like oh i'm never going to be able to get to where i want to go or my business is never going to succeed or i'm not going to lose the weight or you know i might as well just quit dieting or you know altogether because that it's just a moment in time you know i i I reflect upon a moment where i crashed my car once and it wasn't because i was drinking i was just overworked tired and i fell asleep behind the wheel my girlfriend at the time was in in the the passenger seat we both walked away without a scratch the car was Total. Like, have you ever seen a car wrecked on its side? It's it's massive. It's and mangled. It tiny. Stuff shredded. And it, 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 it looked tiny because it was so small. And I realized that I I was stretching myself too thin. And it, you know, I I was so thankful to be, you know, alert and aware and okay. And as first and foremost as she was, um, that I knew that I had to take a step back to say like, whoa things could be a lot worse and things like have happened to me where it could have been a lot worse. And there are people out there, you know, where it is a lot worse, but that doesn't mean that it's unfixable. Mm -hmm. And my whole goal is like, I'm open to helping anyone at any time gets where they want to go by if if they're willing to focus on the now. And I'll get to that more in a little bit because, you know, the story, (laughs) it continues. Right. So I went from being, uh, employed and living at home with my parents. I spent some time when I was do- doing uh, my master's degree and, and up in Westchester, um, going to school. I had to put, um, you know, I was working, like I said, I, I was going to school, I was working a job and I was doing an internship. And then the internship ended when the school ended. So I had moved back home and I had to find a job. So I started commuting to the city and working in retail uh, again. Um, because that's you know what my resume said, and I, I bounce around from store to store to store, uh, uh, from like you know for me to to have financial growth. But along the way, I was you know, tagged in this athlete search from Firstborn, and at the same time, I saw a Groupon for a CrossFit class because the CrossFit I, was part of me, and I had done it on my own, but I never joined a gym, so I wanted to you know give that a shot. And at the same time, this first forum thing came into my life and I was like, oh, cool. A contest to win $50,000. I could use $50,000. Let's see what this is all about. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm I'm actually going to shift rooms because I don't know if you've ever been in a New York City apartment, but my fiance is here with me and we're in an office. Like her office is the kitchen and my office is the living room. It's really tiny and she's got a call to get onto. I'm just going to shift over here. No worries. Welcome to New York, right? Get a <laughs> just about being flexible yeah absolutely so so at the time i didn't know what first form was i i didn't really you know know them from any other supplement brand out there but then i looked into the company as as you just said before we got on this call like they're different sure. and i realized that right away their core values and helping people and not really they sell supplements but their goal is to change lives really resonated with my core values which were i don't care where you are where you're coming from but i know we can get you to where you want to go if you care and we're going to take it one day at a time through movement and education and nutrition so started sharing a lot more about my fitness journey and i really enjoyed it because I didn't know who was going to listen. I had a super small following at the time, but slowly but surely, like people would reach out and say, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, thanks for educating me on that movement. Thank you for motivating me to get up and moving today. And I was like, whoa, I, I like this. I'm pretty good at this. Um, so simultaneously, I was at that CrossFit gym that I mentioned for a Groupon. And at the end of the month, I was going to renew and continue at that one gym. But then a friend that I had made at the gym said, hey, I'm opening up a CrossFit gym in New York. Um, Brooklyn and I said where and it happened to be down the block from the apartment I was living in at the time and he asked if I wanted to come work out there and since he was the buddy of mine at the gym like the person I talked to all the time I said absolutely I'd love to do that and at the same time in the same breath he asked me if I wanted to coach and I said hey I'm not certified at coaching but I would you know be open to doing it because I, I, I love teaching people you know remember I went to school to educate people it is part of me I always thought that I could teach people so I rolled with it and I started coaching and I was working at re- in retail and I would have another part-time gig at the time too, selling uh, custom suits, believe it or not. 
and uh, yeah, job number yeah. like twelve so far. There, yeah, we, uh, uh, there's know. more on the list for sure. Um, yeah, and also my first job ever was uh, washing dishes at a senior citizen home. I washed so, dishes at Sonic Drive-In in Suffolk, Virginia, and I remember my my feet just being wet all the time. Oh, and I dude, I, like I was 14 years old. Um, like I remember like taking out this like like heaping giant garbage bags of trash at the end of the night and learning to mop the floors and washing your dishes in the hot water. I like had eczema on my hands. I was yeah. like this I was like, this is terrible. Like having to go to school with like these gross like, hands and um but you learn a lot, you sure. know. There's a couple other weird jobs in there too. What was the what was the strangest job you've ever had? Um I would say Sonic's probably the most different one. Um, I, and I wouldn't say it's strange, but I also did some time. It's like a, uh, I thought I was going to be a pipe fitter at one point. Um, okay. So I was doing like industrial pipe fitting. And I don't know if you guys have them in New York, but they, uh, sure. in Virginia and in Washington, they have these, these like giant water park hotels called the Great Wolf Lodge. And uh, okay. so it's like a, you know, a giant log cabin themed, um, like in the woods, in the forest. Uh, hotel but inside of the hotel they have this giant indoor water park um nice. and well, i work I'm, I'm driven by the 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 billboard sign so my, my brother yeah. and i have a we have a home in virginia beach oh, like cool. driving down yeah driving so down. whereabouts in virginia beach uh right in town center okay of, okay yeah so he my brother was a, a team guy he was a seal sure. for eight years so he was stationed down there um so uh my fiance and i bought a house with him and um he, he's since moved back home uh, after getting out of the military but uh we spent a lot of time down there it was fun sure that was like my neck of the woods so i grew up i grew up actually in newport news virginia okay and um oh hold on a second zoom's trying to tell me we're done here that's not true um so i grew up in uh norfolk virginia like suffolk norfolk that area and um i actually was stationed probably at the same base your brother was uh I don't know if Little Creek sounds familiar to you, but yep. yeah. So that That's I was stationed there for a good period of time too, uh, before I got out. So uh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah. continue, uh, you weird jobs, salts and suits. Um, so we, uh, you know, where, where do I go from here? I mean, it, it's hard to like keep the timeline straight, but, yeah. uh, what we're talking gym growth, uh, the gyms grew from one to three gyms in two years. And that was a really cool experience to see the gyms go from this small mom and pop gym to more of a identity in sure. uh, Brooklyn. And uh, with first form at the same time, like there was this trajectory of growth just by caring. You know, I had a buddy who was in the Legionnaire program and you couldn't say Legionnaire at the time. Uh, so I was like, hey, what are you doing? Like you're, you're posting about being on these calls and learning about these products. And so we'll just reach out to them and they'll, they'll get in touch with you. So I reached out to uh, customer service and I was talking to Kit at the time who's still there and him and I would pretty talk. sure that's the same guy who that, um, so I just started wholesaling for them. I'm pretty sure there's the same guy that worked with me on my, uh, my wholesale stuff. Yeah. There's Kit, Kit's in Brian, Brian teach. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you might've talked to John Luke too. Like I know John Luke helps teach out. Uh, a he lot. was in, he was CC'd in some emails too. Yep. Um, and then uh, one day I got a call from Jake uh, and Jake and I just talk about, you know, my story and where I'm at, what I'm doing, kind of the same thing we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. And he was like, all right, let me get back to you. I don't know if we're going to be able to take you into the program. And they denied me into uh, the program at first because there was one uh, retailer <clears throat> that was in New York and they said that I couldn't be there because the retailer was there and I would be too close to where they are and that would interfere with sales and i'm just like hey hold on so like let me i was like let me get back to you so I, I did some research and i looked at the maps and i looked at population and i looked at you know commuting and i sent them all this information <clears throat> i was like hey man it would take me like if i were to drive there it would take me 40 minutes and if that's if there's no traffic if i were to take the subway there it would take me an hour and a half so just so you know i'm never gonna go shop there it's just not convenient enough i'd rather order something online we have two three gyms we're about to open up a third gym I worked, I worked in Manhattan as well. And I worked at a store that had a thousand people that worked there. I was like, there's a large population of people that I can help if you're given the opportunity to get educated. Because right now I understand the basics more so as I've experienced these things along the way. But I would love to learn more because I really align myself with what you, where you guys are going. And I wanted to be, I want to be a part of that. And I just told them that. 
And then the next day I got a call saying, all right, we're going to make this work. You're in. I get on these calls, start learning, start, you know, getting to know the people at the company a little bit more. Um, I won a, a trip out to the first summer smash um, that they had, which is their big summer party, which uh, had to be postponed this year because of COVID. Um, so I went there first trip I ever took by myself. I'd experienced a lot, but I hadn't really traveled alone. Right. So I flew from New York, St. Louis, not a huge deal to a lot of people. But for me, I was like, I don't know what St. Louis is like. Like, let me rent the car. Let me go there. I don't know anybody. I'm by myself. And it was like, I knew everybody when I got there, everybody was so easy to talk to. It was just such a cool experience for me that I walked away fired up to do the program that I had a, a an enormous month of sales and growth because I had focused and, and just brought my passion to every conversation. And it wasn't like, Hey, you need to buy this. It was like, Hey, I want to help you. And then they were like, Oh, this makes so much sense. Let me make, make a purchase here. Let me make a purchase there. And then I did so well in that month that I won a trip out to uh, what they call MVL. So most valuable legionnaire trip. So I got to be a, an athlete for the weekend and hang out with the crew and just, you know, hang out with them and party with them, work out with them. And that was even cooler. And I was like, I want this. So, Along the way, um, I just, you know, athlete searches came and went. I didn't win. But it didn't stop me from wanting to be a part of the company because they were so unlike anybody else. And, I mean, if you look at other supplement companies over the last five, six years, supplement companies come and go. They might have this, like, big spike and then they crash. And that's because they, I I really believe that First Form is different because they care about people. They don't, I mean, the supplements are, are quality products and they speak for themselves. I'm sure you've tried them at this point mm-hmm. oh, yeah. after our conversation. But the idea is like the people make the difference and they care about what they do. And if you can care about one individual at a time, like they're going to sell somebody else and like that the, the company will flourish. And I don't, I don't like, I just think they're getting started, even though like they've grown tremendously over the past six years since I was a customer and then a legionnaire. And then I became a retailer at the gyms. And then one day, I came home. It's a Monday night. And I was like, oh, Andy's announcing another athlete search winner. And I told Lindsay, I was like, do you want to sit down and watch this with me? So we're watching it on my iPhone, I think. I don't even think I had it on my computer. And then in the middle of it, I got a text from Don Brown, who's one of their athletes, saying, hey, man, congratulations. And then I get another text from Johnny Pickett, who's another athlete. And he was like, I knew it was going to be you or something like that. And I was like, what are you? I was like, what's going on? Like, I'm just watching the video. I was like, kind of half paying attention to it because I popped up on my notifications. And Lindsay, being the fiance that she is was like, Hey, you probably got the brand ambassador position. And I was like, thanks, babe. <laughs> Isn't that funny how like my yeah. wife never, 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 never holds back with right. like hitting me blow the bell. You know, it's always like soft humor stuff, but like, she doesn't stay, really stay hold humble. back. To it. Stay humble. <laughs> you take yourself down a notch, dude. Yeah. Um, and then Andy uh, says, this is who the winner's going to be. And it turns to the screen and my picture pops up and my name pops up. And I was awed. I'm really still cool. odd. I was smiling from ear to ear. I didn't know what to say. I still don't know how to explain the feeling. Um, but it was really like, hey, you worked your ass off to get to this point. Enjoy this moment. And then it quickly it turned into, you have a lot more work to do. Like, yeah. And that's just how my brain works, man. It's like, I love it. Uh, it has opened up so many doors and opportunities for me to help more people. And that's really what I thought. I was like, okay, you've done a great job and you've earned this, but now you have to go to work. Because if you sit back and do nothing, it's not going to be worthwhile and you're not going to get to where you want to go. Isn't that and, funny how the horizon always moves, right? Like I always yeah. tell clients because, you know, a lot of people, if you're listening to this, um, you, you know, be sure to kind of note this for yourself is like, like so many people focus on like, hey, this external thing is going to make me happy, right? We probably, you probably had this conversation probably once, twice. I talk about it all the week. time. Yeah. Like external, achievements right? Are, achievements are going to be momentary happiness for sure but if we get focused on who we're becoming which is so hard to define then we can live each day to the fullest sure like sure like i had that i had that conversation so much like you know and and the way that i always explain it is like you know you you we set these targets because we're going to get to them but there's always going to be a better target i see this in business all the time for myself and with you know with people that i mentor like they get to one spot and then they're like you know oh wow like the happiness isn't there and i'm like because you know it's the happiness isn't tied to that thing that your horizon will always move. Right. We only should use these places that we get to, to create contrast, right? Like for you uh, and people listening to this, like you could be like, I went from selling suits and working, you know, at like what Abercrombie, Abercrombie or something like that. I was at, I was at Ralph Lauren. At the time. Okay. So yeah. like I went from working at Ralph Lauren to having, you know, thousands and thousands of people who look to me for inspiration, motivation and fitness advice. Right. 
versus like, you know, that's your contrast and that helps. But that horizon has, you know, from basically what you're saying is just making another step over and over. And then you get to a spot where you start to realize that you, what did they say? You become um, aware that you're, or, or that you become conscious to your, un, your um, incompetence, right? Like knowing that there's so much more stuff to do. There's so much more I could be. There's so much more that I want to do. Um, so uh, guys listening to this, like or guys or girls listening to this, remember that like your horizon is always going to change. It's always going to move. It's like <clears throat> being on a, a ship out at sea, you know, you can only see as far as you, as far as you can see across the water. Right. But notice that as you keep going, of course, unless you reach land, but as you keep going, that horizon kind of stays where it is. Like it's always, it's always going to keep moving on you. So um, cool, man. So continue where you won the athlete search, you, you, things really took off from you. What kind of happened after that? Yeah. So, I mean, I got to experience a lot with first form travel a lot more, you know, be in, be on the inside. And, you know, I think one thing you said, it's like all, all focusing on the things that we want to do, but focusing on the things that we want to learn and ed, ed, educate ourselves along the way. And that's really what the sure. last couple of years have been. It's like, like trial and error, you know, step, stepping into a place uh, where, you know, I, I was in the public eye a lot more. So educating myself so I can, you know, actually help people more so along the way. Um, not being pigeonholed into, you know, being, you know, labeled and, and tagged as this CrossFitter, uh, who is just an athlete. You know, I look at myself as more than an athlete. Like I've experienced a lot as we've gone over and I'm not done experiencing things. You know, I want to be able to educate myself to help as many people as possible. And that's the stop. So the gyms continue to grow. I was really working there. I was, a re- we were a retailer at the gyms, you know, we went from three to five gyms in the next, uh, year and a half. And, and you know, um, if, I mean, there's so many stories that have happened with first form along the way, but I think like where we're at, where we are now has been a, a, another pivotal point in my, in my life where I've been challenged to, uh, you know, level up again. And I think COVID and 2020 has really brought the best out of me. It's been a tough year for a lot of people. Sure. Um, but one thing I said in the beginning, I was like, Hey, character will not be developed. It will be shown. And I knew in my heart and in my soul that, that I wasn't going to let this year beat me up because uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. And then as we saw, like one thing after the next, especially being in New York in the center of a lot of different things um, that were going on, I, I knew that I had more to give and I wasn't going to let, I wasn't going to get depressed or I wasn't going to get down because I knew that if we can adapt and overcome and, and, and change our, our outlook on how we can help people as the gyms were closed, and we can, you know, bring some sort of joy to someone's day. And even if it's one person, that one person is going to tell somebody else. It was like we were starting all over again. So we went online with the business and, you know, we had a really great success. We had really great success with, you know, bringing uh, fitness and education and nutrition advice to people's days. And uh, as the gym stayed closed, I knew that, you know, there was going to be a point where they, the gyms weren't going to be able to pay me anymore as I was just an employee. Um, and if you flash forward to September, I got furloughed uh, and I knew that was coming. So I had launched Hidden Summit full force when the first form summer sprint transformation challenge started. Now, Hidden Summit is my brother and I's company. We started it two years ago, but with him getting out of the military and, you know, me working full time at the gym and then him starting a new job and me bringing having more time with COVID like none we couldn't get on the same page we were trying and we'd have a couple clients here a couple clients there and it was fun to always do something extra but you know the goal was to make this the go-to you know online training and lifestyle coach that you know for whether you're you know a military or you know first responder or you're just getting started you're trying to lose 30 pounds, 100 pounds, five pounds, you're trying to just get your life organized and you're trying to just take on each thing every day. I wanted to and open the doors to everybody. So everybody's like, well, who do you want to work with? And I was like, I don't care. I want to work with somebody who wants to get better. And that's why our saying is together we can become better. Because we're balancing life, we're balancing nutrition, we're balancing fitness. We're not going to just say, hey, this is fitness and nutrition is everything that you have to deal with. Because like you said, you're a business owner, you have a family, you have your, your, your community at the gyms, your community at church, or you're, you have different things going on in your life. And I want people to understand that you can do both. And what we're going to do is help you make these small decisions that seem not so important, but are the most important along the way. And what we did this year was say, hey, let's bake a plan. Let's, let's use 
I don't want to say use this year as an opportunity, but take advantage of the time that we have and see if this works. And I realized within the eight weeks of the summer sprint challenge that I could make this my full time. I could do it full time and I can step away from the gym. Because I had been battling, like, do I want to step away from the gyms for the last two years since we started this? Because, you know, you start a business, you want to be involved, you want to do it. But if you live in New York and you have to pay New York rent and, and New York everything, it's hard to say, like, oh, I'm just going to stop working. I'm yeah, going to stop right, right. paycheck from coming in. But, like, I took it as a sign from God saying, hey, you are meant to do more. The world is bigger than Brooklyn and there are more people out there that need your help. So this is the opportunity where you can step into the unknown. And I was scared. I am scared. Like I, I still am scared because it's only been three months since I've been doing this full time, but it's working. We are helping people. And what we went from having zero people in the hidden summit group to like 400 plus people in the hidden summit group. I went from having zero clients to having a, a 20 plus client list for VIPs and a hundred plus client list for our, our, our dollar a day programming. And it's working. And the idea was like, I didn't know it was going to work. And all I could do is just care and care and care and care and care and care and out care that anybody else to show people that they can change their lives. And that's what we've done this year. We've created something special and Hidden Summit is what I'm going to be doing full time moving forward. Because I believe since you sent me that original message, they asked me to come back to the gym and I said, thank you, but no, thank you. I have to take this opportunity to to try this because if I don't try this now, I'm never going to try it. And if I don't try it, I'm going to regret it. And I can't regret it because I know that this is where I want to be. It was in my heart and my gut saying, this is what you have to do. And now we're doing it. So now we have the Hidden Summit group online. We have uh, Hidden Summit Tracks, which is, a, which is a dollar a day. And we do Hidden Summit VIP programming, which is an all-inclusive day, daily chat, weekly Zoom call, online tr like in Zoom training, um, helping people across the country, outside of the country, um, it's been an incredible experience and I am so excited to see where this goes because it's only been three months. I don't know where we're going to be a year from now, three years from now. And, you know, like you, you, you know, you started businesses and you've had struggles along the way. It's not this perfectly straight line that's going to take us to where we have to go. It's this crazy back and forth and up and down and who knows what the day is going to bring. But this for the first time ever, <clears throat> I'm in a place where. I feel like my back's against the wall. And if I don't do, I don't want to say the right thing, but if I don't do or make the decisions that are going to move me forward, like I'm not going to be able to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. That's life. Like if you, if it, hey, any decision I make falls on my shoulders and nobody else's. And that is a, that is an awesome feeling. I don't know if everybody's built to have that type of feeling, but for me, like that's where I thrive. Because if I don't have that, that, that pressure and that focus, like having a goal, getting your grades up and getting your weight down to get onto a lacrosse team to go to school. If I don't have that, I don't excel as best as I can. And sure. my goal now is to say like going from Thanksgiving where I was down and drunk and depressed and surrounded by my family who I was embarrassed because I, I, I got into an argument and, and made a, a mistake to now where I have the opportunity to have thousands of people look at me every day to say, hey, what, what, how can you help me? And I don't know how I can help you until we have that conversation. Sure. The goal is like, I want to have as many of those conversations as possible so I can go and continue to help as many people as possible. And that's where I'm at today. That's awesome, man. Uh, and, and it's funny, this whole show has been that story, but I feel like we've taken enough, like really good tangents during that time. Um, so what I gather out of your story and what I, what I want people to really take home is that you, you, the ultimate, like, I, I truly believe that the, you can make a decision and, and literally be or have anything you want, right? Um, and, and a question that I often encourage people to ask themselves, and, and you guys listening to this right now, is who do you need to become to have what you want, right? Ultimately, you know, Kevin, you've taken the time and you have made yourself into a person that can provide the value to, to run a business and to have people that come to you and to learn from you. And you've built that over time, taking your licks through being patient, trusting the process and just taking one step forward over and over and over again. And I think what you're finding right now, um, and, and it's something that, you know, recently, you know, with COVID shutting us down, um, you know, my gym went from, you know, having several hundred members and, you know, this is both for my Brazilian jiu-jitsu side and for my fitness side. Um, and even my online side, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of clients to really thinking like, at a, you know, in a couple months time, I would lose everything, everything that I worked for for years and years and years. 
Um, and I actually can remember driving to the gym one day and listening, you know, I, I'm sure you do this too, when you're going from place to place, you're listening to podcasts or a book or something like that. And, um, I, and I'm sure you're familiar with him, Russell Brunson. I was doing an episode on, you know, the difference between a peacetime general and a wartime general, right? So I had spent years as a peacetime general, somebody who, um, you know, just things kept lining up the right way for me. Things kept falling the right way. I kept making good decisions. Um, and, and whether it be dumb luck, whether it just be, you know, me being certain and going all in on a thing, who knows? But, um, you know, I was a peacetime general for a long time. And what COVID did was uh, I, I really try to look at it as not like it happened to me. It exposed me. It exposed my weaknesses. And it really shined a light on, hey, man, like, are you, um, are you as uh, willing to push through adversity as you call for other people to do? And I had to switch from being that peacetime general into that wartime general. Uh, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say like it was, um, you know, this glamorous thing that like, and, and my back was to the against the wall. And I, and it wasn't that, you know, we, we have been tooth and nail trying to keep things together. And luckily we have like such a good, you know, a good online present. Um, but it was hard. And I remember having a conversation with, you know, somebody that I really respect who um, is actually a, a part of our facility here. And um, she essentially verbally punched me in the face. She was like, 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 dude like pick yourself up. We need you to lead us. You know, I have a, a 10, you know, uh, a, I got 10 people on my team and she was like, we, we need you to lead us. Um, and for me that was, and I, and I actually recorded a whole episode on that, but that was really the smack I needed to be like, Hey man, like you need to step up, you need to lead. And I think what you've done uh, with your, your back against the wall, you've really stepped into that wartime general role. I think people listening to this, like, you know, we don't know where you are. We don't know what you're struggling with, but uh, it, you know, whether you lead a, you know, you're a coach or you're a person, all that is irrelevant, but what, you know, you're a leader of one and, and always going to be yourself. So, you know, are you going to lead yourself in a way that, you know, you'll look back and be like, wow, like I'm really proud I did that. Or are you just going to kind of succumb to the circumstances? And ultimately that's, you know, the person's decision, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, and that's credit to you guys for making it work. There are a lot sure. of people that haven't figured it out. And I think it's amazing that you guys are, sure. you know, battling every day. And that's really what it comes down to. I, I was reading another book, The Hard Time About Hard Times, and they talk about a, a peacetime CEO versus a wartime CEO, kind of like the same thing. Like, yeah. you know, you, if you're back against the wall, you got to make some hard decisions. And even if it, you don't feel like your back is against the wall, if you, you know, I don't want to say you get lazy, but if you, if you kind of just coast along the surface and don't really dive into, you know, why you're doing what you're doing and why, why you started it, you know, it, it could easily unravel and, and you could lose it. And I think that's what this year has showed us, shown us is that you know, we never know what's around the corner. And a lot, I, I don't, I don't say like, I, I'm, I haven't said this whole time, like, I can't wait for things to get back to normal, because this is normal. We couldn't expect this. And who knows where it's going to be. We were very comfortable with where we were before. And that right. goes for me personally, with my, my, my career and, you know, where I was financially. And I think like comfort makes us lazy, or it did for me. Mm -hmm. And then what, like you said, like this exposed us to, you know, to, to a position where we can step up to the day and rise up to the occasion, or we can say, I'm going to wait to see what happens. And if you're listening to this, like my whole thing is like, you're, you're capable of doing more than you can imagine physically, mentally, financially with your career, conversation wise, your ability to listen, your ability to learn. And that all comes from, like I said earlier, like giving a shit. Like if you want change, you can make the change. Like and I love how you said, Cody, you're able to do anything you want. You're able to make those hard choices and you know, get put yourself in a position to to be in a place where you're proud of. And that happens I, I believe that happens through integrity, you know, what you're doing when nobody's watching. And that happens, you know, when, you know, you're 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 put in a position to make a tough decision, um, whether it be to that you can or you can't or if you, you, you know, you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, step up to something that's a little bit uncomfortable and that's okay. You know, maybe it doesn't work out and then you try again. And my whole thing is like, if you care and you try and you're doing it with the best intentions, even if you fail in the moment, that's all right. It doesn't define you. It's a micro truth. You failed. Mm -hmm. We've all have. I, I failed a thousand times more. All right. But it doesn't mean I think didn't get back up and keep going to where I wanted to be because we get one life to live and we might as well try and make the most of it and get to where exactly it is that we want to be. And 
like you said earlier, once we get there, the horizon's going to change, and we What's have to, we keep going. And right. I think I think that's part of the game, and I think it's fun that way. Like if yeah. you can look at you know your business and your life and everything that we're going through as a game, like this is a tough level or a tough place to be. And you know, I, I want to like even if you're unsure, reach out to me, DM me, talk to me. Let's let's chat about it. Like the idea is like. I don't have all the answers, but I'm sure talking about where you're at will like open up a conversation for us to possibly come up with an idea for you to step in a direction that you feel confident in. And sure. that's what this is all about. Sure. Love it, man. It, you know, it's funny. I, like I often like pull up two computers and you know, I have like my, 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 uh, my gym laptop and like my own personal one. And I had all these questions that I was going to ask you and we got through one, uh, but nonetheless, great conversation. Um, it, it's awesome. Well, if you have anything else you want to ask me to end, like we can, I mean, uh, really do a follow-up call too. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to definitely have to have you back on. That's for sure. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, every once in a while, like I just have like a really good interview and I'm like, man, I didn't have to look at my notes. It just kind of flowed. Right. Um, but so I, I have a parting question for, and this is, um, I'm a big person with quotes and, and, you know, I, I can't, gosh, I've had so many really good mentors over the years that have really, um, really encouraged me to be more and to be bigger. Right. And, um, it, it, it's just been something that's really moved the needle or, you know, broken the needle per se, like, let's just crush the needle. Right. Like that's um, been a big deal in my life. So uh, my, my last question that I always ask every guest on this show is um, you know, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? Right. And, and if you don't have anything on the top of your head, mine is always, you know, uh, I had a guy named uh, Pedro Spoolian that said to me one time at a seminar, he was like, you know, uh, how you do anything is how you do everything. And for me, that was a big deal because, you know, if I skip making my bed one morning, that means that I'm, because I, you know, half-ass my, my home stuff, that means I'm also going to half-ass the rest of my day as well. Um, so that, you know, very simple um, adage has been, <clears throat> been a huge deal in my life. So for you, what is that piece of advice, whether it be family, friends, mentors, <clears throat> employees, whatever, what is that so, for you? I mean, it's um, so a, a good friend of mine, John Brown. Um, recommended this book, A Man's Search for Meaning. Great book. Me. Great book. Uh, and, and Victor Frankl says, a man who knows their why can bear almost anyhow. And that, that sits with me every day, right? Because life's always going to come at you in different ways and shake you up and throw you a curveball. And sure. if you can fall, you can get beat up a little bit along the way. Maybe you find yourself in sometimes chaos or trouble um, down and out. But if you understand, like, in your core, what you're meant for in this life, if you believe it, you can step up to the occasion and, and make something of your day. So that, if that, I don't know if that answers the question exactly. No, you know, it's, perfect. it's not, not advice uh, per se, but it, it just, oh, it, it's such a good one because yeah. life is tough. But, you know, if you, if you know, and, and your why can change, right? Like my why in the beginning was like, get in shape get your grades up and then it was graduate to make your parents proud and then it was get a job and then it was you know make some money and then it was oh my father passed away and now I need to help people and that's really where it's been and it's kind of that's what life is right it's a journey and you don't know what to expect but if you your why can change but if you have a why and a reason behind what you're doing you can you can fight and if you can fight then you're you're pretty unstoppable Love it, man. No, that's perfect. That was exactly what I was looking for, actually. And, and probably then some. Um, so <clears throat> in part, and Kevin, man, plug yourself. Where can people, you know, learn more about you? Where can they find you? Uh, where can they follow you at? You know, go ahead and throw all your stuff out here. Oh, for sure. So you guys can follow me on Instagram at Kevin, C-A-V-A-N, T-V underscore. Uh, or you can follow us at Hidden Summit underscore. Um, if you're looking for a free group to be a part of the hidden summit group on Facebook is your community. I just, I just happen to manage it and facilitate it, but the, you guys are, are the community and uh, without you, there is no us. So please uh, join us in the hidden summit group. We do uh, daily classes, weekly seminars, mindset huddles every Monday. We do challenges, lots of giveaways because everybody loves free stuff. Um, and then if you're interested in any of our programming from our dollar a day tracks or our VIP plans, you can check us out at hiddensummit.co um, and just uh, shoot me a message and I'll, I'll probably shoot you a video message back and we'll get the conversation started. He'll definitely shoot you a video. It's true. It really happened. So um, <clears throat> uh, Kevin, man, I appreciate your time today. Uh, this has by far been one of my favorite interviews I've done in a long time. So I, I appreciate all your time that you shared with me today. 
Absolutely, Cody. Thank you for having me. I look forward to catching up with you again soon and maybe we'll make it through a little couple more of those questions, you know? Sure, for sure. I'll just keep I'll just keep my notes to the side here all the time. Cool. Thanks, man. Love it. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. I release episodes every single week. You can find me at Coach Cody Smith in the gym at Virtuous Fitness WA on Instagram to stay up to date with all things Virtuous Fitness. Before you go, head over to iTunes and give this show a rating and review. That is how we grow this show and make it even more impactful for you. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.